Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing, all you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. He chooses life. Yay! <laughs> I am alive. He refused to step into the light. <laughs> And he's back today. An oyster can't take Mo down. Nah, it's gonna. Nah, man, that's the worst. Food poisoning is just the worst. That was a horrible Woo. feeling, and and I completely blame Katie. This is completely Katie's <laughs> fault because I uh, I purposely made it home really early and did not want to do anything else. I was like, I'm done. I'm proud of myself. I, I, I was perfect. And she's like, let's just go get one more thing to eat, just one more. This was after Pride. This was after the Pride. Pride. Uh-huh. And uh, we went to get some oysters. And it was only my second time having them because I don't normally eat them. But in this place, they're grilled and they're really good. So I, I had a couple. And the next thing I know, I was up for like two or three hours in the middle of the night just letting it all go. Ooh. Oh, man, that's the worst. It was the worst feeling yeah. ever. So I, I think I'm done with, with oysters and Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time I had that happen to me, I uh, took the kids fishing in Costa Rica. And got back, and at some places, they will cook up for you. The chef will, like, cook that fish that you catch. So I'm like, this sounds great. I'm busting my ass to catch this fish. Let's go. So I gave it to the chef. Comes out for dinner. They don't like it. So I eat my fish, and I eat their fish, and I get food poisoning in Costa Rica for two days. Oh, no. It was the worst. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Worst feeling ever. Well, thankfully, the kids didn't want it. Therefore, oh, I would have definitely sacrificed that for me. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I paid for that vacation. I wanted to be out in the sun. And, ah, those guys, they didn't pitch in at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, it, it was really bad for all of us. Oh. It, it was terrible. All right, Mo, so you're shocked. This has never happened to you before. Something different here, and it happened on Sunday also. This was at the Pride Parade, and the reason I'm shocked is because my, uh, my bladder is very shaky when drinking is involved. I, I, I don't know why, but I have a very weak bladder, and I'm always mindful of it. <laughs> Anytime I'm going to be somewhere where I can't use the bathroom for a certain amount of time. Weak or small? Because those are two different things. How, how is that? Weak is like me. I cough. I pee myself. I sneeze. I pee myself. Right. I jump on a trampoline. I pee myself. <laughs> I would consider that a weak bladder. A small bladder is somebody who has to pee all the time. Okay, small. Okay. Not weak. I don't, I don't just sneeze. Thank God. I don't sneeze and go. But yeah. if I'm, especially if it's beer. Like, I mean, it's going to be an every five minute thing for me, which is why I don't drink beer. Once you break the seal, it's like you're going every 20 minutes. Every time. So I thought about this at the every year that we do the pride parade. I'm like, what if I got to go to the bathroom on the float? But it's never happened. It's never been a thing. So I never had to deal with it. But this year, for whatever reason, this was the year. And as soon as we got on the float, we're taking pictures. I'm like, everything is great. I feel good. But it's like my body knew. Like, as soon as the float started to pull off, my body was like, yeah, you got to go to the bathroom. And And you can't hold it? I tried. But no. (laughs) I I can hold it until it it gets to, like, this weird point where it's like it's coming out. It's it's nothing I can do. (laughs) It's like nothing. No matter how much pelvic muscle I try to put into it, it's coming. I mean, and on the parade route, it does go slow enough that if you really needed to, you could jump off the float and run into a restaurant and then catch back up to the float. Or even some of those parties that are going on in some of the residential homes, you could probably jump off the float. Someone would let you use the bathroom, but everything's going through your mind at the same time. Exactly. But when you're on a moving float, where you get off is not where you're going to get back on because you're going to have to find it somewhere on the parade route. True. And so here's what I did wrong. I saw all of those restaurants and all of those parties where I'm sure I could have got off the floor, went to the bathroom, easy peasy, got back on. 
But I tried to wait until the last minute because I thought I could do it. And by the time it got to the point where I looked over at Katie and I said, I, I can't hold this. And she was like, yes, you can. And I was like, no, I can't. There was nothing but like homes now. Mm-hmm. So we passed the whole party part of it. And these are people's homes. So I didn't, I didn't want to go up to people and ask them if I could use, like, the bathroom in their home. So I didn't know what to do. Dude, this oh. is Pride Weekend. You're a very good-looking man. They'd have let you in. I found that out. <laughs> I found that out because I, I waited, and then we hit this corner. And then when it did the little rock, uh-huh. I, th- I felt something drip. I said, yeah, nah, this oh. ain't going to work. <laughs> this, oh, no. This ain't going to work. Maybe you do have a small and weak one. <laughs> we are in a panic situation right it now. It was bad. I was yeah. down bad. So I jumped off. I saw you jump off, and I thought you just saw somebody you knew. Did you know all this was because the way the pride float was set up, we had like a partition down the middle this year. So myself and Bert and Cassie and Jackson were on one side, and then um, Mo and Abby and Katie and Rebecca. I think Rebecca was actually in the back, and you all were on the other side. Mm-hmm. But I saw you jump off, and I'm like, oh, he saw somebody he knew, and he wants so, to give him a hug. So sweet. Got to go hang out with listeners. Nope. That's, that's really nice. I didn't, and I didn't even think, Abby, you were right next to me, weren't you? And I don't even think I told you what was happening. No, I, you screamed it for everyone to oh, hear. You <laughs> hopped off, you're like, I got to go to the bathroom. And then you, <laughs> we had these mics that we had to use to shout out into the crowd, so now all of a sudden, I'm on mic number two, and I'm <laughs> I like, did hand you the mic. what am I supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, happy pride, y'all, <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> so I, I jumped down, and it was like three officers, and I asked them, is there anywhere in this little strip right here I can use the bathroom? And they were like, you can try up there where the fire truck is. So I'm like, oh, come on. All right. So I start shimmying toward the fire truck. And the whole time, like, people are reaching their hands out to say hi. Yeah. And they're telling me that they love my outfit and all that. So I'm like, thank you, thank you. And I'm trying to, like, sprint. I get to the where the fire truck is, and there's another set of officers. And they're like, nah, you, you can't use it here. Maybe one of these lovely people will let you in their home. So I'm like, oh, come on. So I keep going further. And I mean, like, it, the clock is ticking at this point. And I, I, I meet, like, one couple And they're like, do you have to go to the bathroom? They must could tell. And I was like, yes. And they were like, come on, we got you. So they helped me climb over the fence and then took me in like the little backyard where they had a bathroom. And then as I come back out, you and went I'm to somebody's home. I went into somebody's backyard <laughs> uh-huh. in the home. They had a nice little bathroom in the backyard, which was perfect. And I used it. And they were like, you need anything to eat or anything like that? I was like, no, I'm good. I appreciate it. Then I jump back over and somebody goes, I think that's Mo. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> that's not me. I'm Western Ken. <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. The Mo guy. And then sure enough, I jump back on the floor and go back to work. Like nothing happened. Mission accomplished. I, yeah, I think it was important to mention at the very beginning of this that you are a very tall Western Ken looking for somewhere to go urinate. <laughs> yep, cowboy hat and all. <laughs> I couldn't blend in if I wanted to. The Burt Show. So Abby and Kristen are very concerned about our military. <laughs> the numbers don't look very good when it comes to women in the military. All right. Yeah, so right before the pandemic in 2020, I remember there was this thing going around TikTok where all the girls were worried that we were going to have to get drafted into World War III. And so when this came across before you, Paige, I was like, here we go again. But this guy was talking about how recruiting numbers are down for the military here in the States. And it, women, 18 to 26, might have to be a part of the draft. So his name is Timothy James, and you can find him at at Inverse News on TikTok. Ladies 18 to 26, hope you're ready to get drafted. It is not just the boys that will get drafted in World War III. It's no mystery that nearly every branch of the military has not been meeting its recruiting goals. The Air Force... 
the Army, the Navy messed by over 7,000 sailors, and the Coast Guard's not even real military, but we'll include them to be nice, but they miss too. And women being drafted into the military, this is not the first time this conversation has come up. Back in 2021, which doesn't he look so grumpy? Senator Hawley brought this back up in 2022, and I doubt he's forgotten it considering the saber-rattling happening globally. And there are several other senators that are in support of women being required to register for the draft. Besides the recruiting crisis, this comes at a time when the president has approved an inactive reserves to be called back approximately 3,000 personnel. And there are several consultants to the White House and the Pentagon, like Lieutenant Colonel Joe Plinsler, who has not only requested for women to be drafted, but a mandatory draft for all citizens. He thinks it'll help the public connect better with the government and why they make decisions. And this all comes at a time when the U.S. continues to antagonize Russia by sending funding and military equipment to Ukraine and antagonizing China by funding Taiwan. So good luck. <laughs> Pick up the gun, ladies. Come on, girlies. We're going to war. <laughs> While the um, video is entertaining and Timothy James did a lovely job. It's the comment section. That's the thing about TikTok is sometimes the video isn't the funny part of the experience. Sometimes you're watching a video and you go, hmm, what are the girlies saying? And so I clicked on the comments of this video and it is absolutely hysterical what the girls are saying about potentially getting drafted. Yeah, so Abby sent this video and she's like, just read the comments. <laughs> and so she and I are going to do a dramatic reading of the comments oh, okay. of this particular TikTok video. Um, would you like to kick it off, Abby? I shall. Okay. Girl, I use my period to get out of PE. I am not fighting in the war. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm cropping my military jacket. <laughs> do they have a Lululemon version of the uniform? <laughs> There better be a Duncan near our military base. Can't go otherwise. <laughs> are these women or are these dudes women. making these jokes about women? No, it's these all, are women. Yes, this is all, all women get the credit for being hilarious. Um, my mom has to meet everyone's parents before I go. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get to pick our teams or is it assigned? <laughs> I'm in my healing era. Sorry. My healing era. Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> has anyone created a going to war Pinterest board yet? <laughs> My mom said I can't go if there will be boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Haley Marie says everyone's period would sync up and it would be game over that, for the enemy. That would be good call. <laughs> good call. Good call. My therapist said I should stand my ground and say no to anything that makes me uncomfy. <laughs> if I wear a skirt, will everyone wear a skirt with me? <laughs> I have low iron. Sorry. <laughs> Why in my head do I see like uh, what was the girl's name in Shit's Creek? Oh, yes. <laughs> Alexa. Alexa, say this. Hi, uh -huh. um, I'm a talker. If I get captured, I'm spilling all the tea and drawing maps for them. Leave me alone. <laughs> In asterisk, responds three months later. Sorry, I just saw this message and I thought I responded. <laughs> but... Do the uniforms have pockets? Because none of my purses match this aesthetic. <laughs> Does anyone know if the tanks have an ox? I just can't imagine doing war without the right playlist. <laughs> that was my favorite one. My mom said no. <laughs> just, just no? Just no. Nope. Okay, fine, but I'm a people pleaser, so I can't promise I won't switch sides. <laughs> Do we get a goodie bag? <laughs> so, should I get press-ons instead of acrylic? <laughs> Why can't we all just talk about our feelings instead of fighting? Amen I'm going to need everyone's Zodiac sign. <laughs> okay, this one might be my favorite. Okay, but hear me out. 
what if we did brunch instead? <laughs> <laughs> I love the ideas. Yeah. Um, um, what's the food sitch? If I don't eat on time, I get dizzy spells. <laughs> Are they sure? Because I'd be letting my emotions get the best of me. Can we do this via Zoom? I can send a calendar invite. <laughs> Just ordered a camo Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta stay hydrated. Dude, it goes on and on and on. Another one. What's the parking situation like? <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Will Smith has been going through it the past few years with his wife. And we had no idea just how much until now. But he's finally breaking his silence after Jada broke the news that they've been separated for seven years years. So he told the New York Times in kind of like an open letter, he addressed a few things but the one statement that's been going around the press is he said, when you've been with someone for more than half your life, a sort of emotional blindness sets in. You can all too easily lose your sensitivity to their hidden nuances and subtle beauties. Which I feel like Mm. anybody who's been married or with somebody for a long time can relate to that. You know, you get comfortable. And I think that's a... I think that's essentially what he's saying. And and that does become kind of a beautiful part of the relationship unless you let it slip away, right? Because the comfort, right? Yes. In the long run? The stability. The stability, right. I, there's nothing wrong with routine. Um, children actually thrive off of it. And I think some, a lot of adults do as well. So it's it's complacency that you have to worry about. And mm. I think those two can get conflated sometimes. And to be fair, I know we're all kind of like, oh, they've been separated for seven years. Like, why not just get divorced? But I think there is something kind of commendable about the fact that they're really not giving up on each other. Like, if they if they wanted to divorce, they would have done it by now. I don't know. Um, I think that they have given up on their marriage. But they made a commitment to themselves, which she has maintained uh, all along, that they made a commitment. So they're, that divorce is not an option. I just have never understood this philosophy right here that you're you want credit for staying married even though you're miserable. <laughs> I yeah I just don't I don't think you get extra points for that. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound healthy to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, when they first said it, I thought to myself, okay, I, I kind of understand that we're making a pact that we we are going to hold each other down regardless. But sometime in life, you got to let some go. <laughs> <laughs> you've been separated for seven years. You gotta let it go. That's the thing. Like you've been separated. I know you, you feel like you've made your. You're not keeping your promise to mm. your marriage if you've been separated for seven years. I, like that, if you want to just keep, like look at it black and white, like mm-hmm. do not we we ha- we don't have a divorce. We're still married. Okay, that's if, if, that, if that's what's going to make you feel better about the situation. But if if you have been separated for seven years and are living separate lives, then the, the dissolution of the marriage has happened. This all sounds wonderful until one of them falls in love with somebody else. And yeah. has an entanglement. And I'm, no, so, and falls in love with yeah, somebody yeah. else. She's been in love with Tupac for 20 plus years. <laughs> okay. That's been happening. Have you seen all the memes of everybody just wanting her to stop talking? Yes. She needs to, right? Take us out of the group chat, yeah. please. <laughs> we do not want to be here. I mean, it's, and I know she's pushing a book, right? So there's a certain amount of promotion you got to do. Sure. But at a, at a certain point, like, She's not coming across like she's promoting a book. She's coming across like she's thirsty. That's exactly what it is. It's almost like she's 
I don't want to say she's cloud chasing because she doesn't need it. She but doesn't. It, like, the book should be called TMI at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it seems like it's more than it has to be. I've said this before. Sometimes I think that celebrity is intoxicating mm. and you can't get enough of it. And when you're not in the news cycle anymore, you figure out ways to get in it. And she feels, I feel like she's reaching. Oh, man. She's definitely reaching. Uh-huh. Wait, I'm at my saturation. Bad <laughs> enough. Well, when it comes to their marriage, I was watching an interview with her and Hoda Kotb on the Today Show last night. And she said some really interesting things about the separation and how it's affected her marriage. Because, Kristen, to your point, you know, if you're living separate lives, then it doesn't make any sense to keep the marriage on paper. But she said that actually being separated from Will has allowed them to come back to each other and choose each other as humans. She said that... The, one of the things that she had an issue with in her marriage is that she expected Will to be like this idealized version of a husband rather than accepting him for the human that he is and him doing the same for her. It works for them. I, seven mm. years feels like a very long time to be healing. It, well, it, <laughs> when you're able to do it on a yacht, it goes by faster. Oh, I see. Very <laughs> and when you're in like, you know, big old mansions and whatnot, you can heal a little faster. <laughs> what I'm confused, what are they trying to heal for? I mean, kids are adults now, right? Mm-hmm. So, and everybody's out of the house or not living in the same house. So what are they trying to heal in order to move forward with? Has she elaborated on what they're trying to heal from? Kind of going back to what I said earlier, expectations for each other and and realizing that you're two really flawed, broken humans. And when you're with somebody for that long, you're going to bump heads a lot. So I think they're just, I think they're just trying to heal from years of maybe unspoken resentment. And that's kind of what I picked up from interviews and stuff. The Pope is a big fan of Whoopi Goldberg and they finally met. I'll tell you about their interaction on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. So this dude runs out on the bill during a date with a woman, and you're thinking right off the bat, what a jerk, right? Well, she ordered 48 oysters. <gasps> woman took down 48 oysters. That's four dozen. Wow. That's, that's impressive. So here's... That's dangerous. <laughs> that too. Yeah, especially because Mo just got sick on oysters. <laughs> this is like the story you don't want to hear today. Not oh, at all. She's going to do something in this audio that's going to make you like cringe and your stomach turn. 100%. Okay. Right. Okay. So this is her take on the whole thing on TikTok. Today I was bored and I had time, so he texted me like, can we meet for drinks? And I'm like, yeah, meet me here. They got the best oysters in Atlanta. Y'all, when the fourth one came out, he was looking at me crazy. I'm like, baby, you invited me out. I'm going to eat. These potatoes in the crab cakes. Why say he going to the bathroom and never come back? It's been like 10, 20, 30 minutes to end up grabbing a tab. That was crazy to me. (laughs) Crazy to you. 48 (laughs) oysters later. So I saw this, and I'm like, no way this is true, right? No. Fontaine Oyster House in Atlanta has confirmed that this is wow. true. <laughs> All right? And when you watch the video, it's it's not even like, yes, almost appalling that somebody could house 48 oysters and then go into a full entree, right? But it's the fact that she's sitting there filming herself eating the entire time. She's like literally, as you watch the video, it's just her just sucking down oyster after oyster after oyster. And I'm like, did you even interact with your day? Because all you're doing no is way. filming yourself eating. I love that you. Ooh, ooh. I love that she's appalled that he never came back from the bathroom. I can't believe this guy. How rude he is. You're rude. I just caught that you said this was her appetizer? Yes. That wasn't even the meal? 48 oysters was her appetizer. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad at him at all. Girl went and had crab cake. She had potatoes. (laughs) 
like she went in. And then called him crazy. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, Kristen, the stupid bit of the week. What do we got? Let's do the birth show mind meld. Mind meld. Okay. I have high expectations, and I I am pretty sure they're going to be not met. (laughs) Always keep the bar set very low. I'm trying to, man. When you're talking about the birth show, and you will not be disappointed. But I got so excited seeing how excited Ian and Jordan got when they did this. So there is a YouTube show, and they're on Patreon, Being Ian with Jordan. And it's Ian and Jordan, and they did this mind meld to see how in sync they were. And so what you do is you, on the count of three, you both say a word. You got two people, you both say a word, right? Okay. And then you take those two words and try to find something common within those two words. And then you keep going until you both say the same word. And this is how quickly they did it. One, One, two, two, three. Three teenagers. Okay, now we have to find the common thing between pepper and teenagers. Ready? One, One, two, two, three. three Allergies. Wow. Now we have to find the common thing between sneeze and allergies. One, two, two, three. three. Pollen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So we're right. Right. Okay. So Uh, you and I are going to do this. Okay. So get a word in your head. Okay. (laughs) All right. Then we're going to, I'm going to count to three. And after I say three, we say our word. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then after we say our word, then we have to come up with a common word that brings those two together. Yes. Okay. We can do this. Why, why are you so, like, why is this technique? You're so doing early. breathing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying right. to get focused. Okay. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Unicorn. Lollipop. Okay. Huh. All right. Unicorn and lollipop. All right. So now we have to find a word between the two of them? Yes. Okay. Um. All right. Ready? Yeah. One, <laughs> two, three. Sweet. Eating. You eat a unicorn? I don't know. I was thinking I was okay, thinking lollipop. All right. Okay, all right. So eating in You have to find a word that's common to both words. I know. I was panicking. <laughs> He's over here like barbecuing up a unicorn. You are not making it easy. They're all. very high in protein. What okay. word did you say, Chris? I said sweet. You guys do it. I'm in case. No, 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 no. That's, that's here we good. go. Here okay. we go. This okay. is good. So eating yeah. and sweet. Eating and sweet. The common word. Are you ready? I am ready. We got this. Right. One, two, three. Dessert. Chocolate. Uh, I was thinking okay. that close. Okay. 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 Yeah. Dessert okay. and chocolate. All right. The word. Yep. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Ice cream. Yes. Yeah, America. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you guys worked together? <laughs> I, I thought for sure strawberries would have been the word. Yeah. No. All right. Do we have to keep doing this? Yes. Okay. Brownies. And what did you say? Ice, I- ice cream. cream. Okay. Brownies. brownies and ice cream. All right. Brownies. Boy, I got this. All right. Okay, here we go. This one's easy. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Cagers! <laughs> what were the words? I didn't even hear those words. You were too excited. <laughs> I said cake. <laughs> All right. Two others going to have to do this. That was a mind melt. Okay. All right. Yeah, quick. Cassie is looking like we're both so stupid. So have Cassie deal with Abby. Let's no, see I'm what's not. Going on. It's, this is Let's one of the go. games that's easy from the outside. Yes. But when you're in it, Mo and Abby, okay. yeah. look yeah. at each other. Okay. Okay. <laughs> both of you come up with the word. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'll do the counting for you. And after I say three, you both say the word, okay? Okay. okay. Here we go. You guys got your word? Yep. yep. One, two, three. Potatoes. Exercise. 
Potatoes and exercise. (laughs) You must find something common between potatoes and exercise. The Idaho Marathon. (laughs) All right, I'm going to count to three. You ready? (laughs) One, two, three. Carbohydrates. Oh, oh, oh and carbohydrates. We're close. We're close. Starch uh-huh. and car- now, you have to say the same word. Oh. Starch uh. and carbohydrates. Oh man. What's the common denominator between starch and carbohydrates? Okay. All right. Staring at each other's eyes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Here we go. One, two, three. Fiber. Calories. Oh. Fiber and calories. Fiber and calories. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a minute. All right. Uh-huh. You got a word? I don't know that I have a word. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll give you a second. Oh, uh, it's a lot harder than saying. Yep. Okay. One, two, three. French Regular. fries. <laughs> regular. Oh, okay, so you're regular French fries. <laughs> regular size French fries. All right, regular French fries. Ready? Mm-hmm. One more chance. Okay. Regular French fries. Okay. There's, only, there's only one answer. Here. There is only uh, one answer. There's only one answer. There's only, there's only one, one answer. answer. Okay, now uh, I'm nervous. Wait, 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 there's really? only one answer. There's only one answer. Yeah. Regular <laughs> French fries. Regular French fries. Okay, that's good. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Chick-fil-A. Oh, man, I had McDonald's. I had McDonald's too. Yeah. We did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do it on our round. <laughs> uh, we have to do it again. That one's hard. That doesn't count. Okay, can we do it again later in the show? Yeah, so when the minds are kind of going a little bit better. Okay, sure. Right. But you get the concept? Yep, we got we it. We just got suck it at it. The Burt Show. I want you guys to think back to the morning or the afternoon that you were get that you were taking your driver's test, your I mean, today is the day that you're going to be getting your driver's license. Mm-hmm. If you pass the test, do you remember it? Oh, like it was yesterday. Oh, my God. How nervous were you? So nervous. And I was driving uh, my dad's Chevy S10, this little pickup truck. Yep. And that's what I took my driver's license in. I remember going to downtown Lexington and where you went in to, like, you know, do the test. And so you sat there and you did the test. and You had to look at the signs and, like, different, like, what everything meant. And then you went and took the actual driving test. Mm-hmm. And I parallel parked that thing like a mother. Oh, Yes. Everybody in school, I remember talking about parallel parking. That was going to be the thing. What we didn't know is, even if you didn't parallel park perfectly, you were still going to get your license. Just as long as you didn't hit the curb. Right. Because if you now, hit the curb, it's over. Now, nope. back in the day, we used to have to take the written test and the driving test on the same day. Correct. Right? So, there were five different tests that the state of California, because I grew up in San Diego, had. Right? And it used to be, back in the day, it was on paper. So people were just exchanging all five tests in school. So we all knew <laughs> we all passed the drive, you know, the written test. But the driving part, man, I just remember being so nervous. And I don't think that you'll ever be a better driver in your life than on the first day of driving with a driving instructor. Because that goes out the window as soon as they're gone. And, and I remember it was hot out. So it had to have been the summer. And I had to tell the instructor that um, if the air conditioning was on, he couldn't roll the windows down because it would blow a fuse. (laughs) 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 Like you couldn't do two things at once in the truck because they would blow a fuse. Abby, do you remember yours? I do remember mine, but I don't think we had to parallel park because the thing that was hard for everybody that everyone was getting hyped for for our driver's test was the three-point turn because it was like a notorious tight spot in in the place where we had to do it at the test. And I remember practicing it like no other and the day of my test, I almost had to do a four-point turn because I just didn't quite get it. But I passed. 
Nice. Yeah. I remember being super nervous. I, I remember my mother taking me. I remember vague details. I, I do remember. Did I you do fo- this in New York, by the way? I did. Ooh. It was it's tough in New York. No and doubt. I remember because I was in New York, I focused so much on the parallel parking part. I, I remember I, I missed the small things. Like he had to hit the brake for me, I think, like three times, and I didn't. I didn't realize that he had his own brake over there. But but I do remember passing, and I I crushed the parallel parking part. I can't think of any job more stressful than being a driving instructor. Oh God! Oh my God! Yeah, he was a stressed out guy. I remember that too. Heck yeah. yeah! You'd have to be on anxiety meds in order to do that. No doubt. So, right? so everybody in here pass on their first round, right? Yes. First, Tommy, did everybody in there pass on their first round? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. So my son, my 16-year-old son, Hollis, is going later on this afternoon uh, to take his test. So we did a crash course last night. He's a really good driver. Really good driver. But Didn't we should get him on. <laughs> um, I'm not a bad driver. I just don't park well. In garages? In garages. <laughs> <laughs> Where my truck doesn't uh, fit. Uh, will you get Hollis on? Because last night we had a crash course in parking. And when we started... Our crash course, in my mind, I was like, this kid's not passing the test tomorrow. Really? So we spent like an hour, hour and a half parking, and he got, he nailed it. Like, he's ready for this test now. Hello? What's up, bud, dude? <laughs> Hello? Hey. hey, you're on the radio, so don't use that filthy mouth of yours. <laughs> how you feeling this, how you feeling this morning, man? Pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. Pretty excited. A little nervous. Nerves are definitely settling in, but more excited than nervous. I was just telling these guys when we started uh, parking last night, man, I really thought you were screwed today. (laughs) 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 Not the motivation your son needs right now. I I told him this last night, right? Yeah, you said that last night about hour and a half in, and I told you, I was like, thank God you didn't say it at the beginning, because my confidence would have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been over for me today. But you ended up getting it, man, and he's got, like, his own sort of philosophy and formula for getting in and out of space. Tell him about the Hollis Square. <laughs> Uh, some like dumb unit of measurement that I came up with. It's very, very relative to the situation. Just kind of like when you're going past the car on when before you start to curve into the space, you look for like a box between the furthest point of the first car and your right mirror. So and, it's really lining up mm-hmm. the side mirror to to what the side mirror to the car next to you that you're trying to park near. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had it down after okay. a while. Nice. And then I don't know why it took both of us uh, an hour to figure this one out, but parking, um, you know, um, backing into a spot, we have one of those cameras in the back, but he was doing it manually the entire time, which I think on the test you have to sort of like faux, mm-hmm. like you're looking over your shoulder. But with the camera, dude, you were awesome. Uh, yeah, and I, I had my little faux look back, like pretend I was looking back. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> it's, a quick, it's a quick look over the shoulder right, just to pass the yeah. test. Let's go around that corn and everybody give one little tidbit of advice mm. to help Hollis get through this um, with flying colors, okay. which you are. You probably don't even need our advice, but just a little extra. Um, um, I'm ready. Yes. Just make sure you keep your hands at 10 and 2. All righty. All right. Even if you're checking the mirrors with your eyes, move your head so the instructor can see visually that you are checking your mirrors. Over-exaggerate it a little bit. Okay. Constantly be alert on what you're doing as well as what everybody else is doing. Mm. Make sure when you get to the stop sign, it is a complete stop, (laughs) not a rolling stop. 
Um, yeah, that would be tough. Don't hit another car. <laughs> Solid. All right? So that's my advice right there. You're going to crush it, Hollis. Woo! Yeah, my dude, you got this, man. When, by the time we were done in the parking lot, I said, dude, you're a driver. You're ready. It's just a, it's a formality that you go to get your license today, but I got 100%. You're going to pass this thing, no problem. Appreciate you guys. All right, love Good you, luck, man. bro. I'll talk to you later. See ya. I'm so proud of that kid. He's got this, man. No problem. Such a classic 16-year-old response. Love you, man. Yup. Yup. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's peace signing me right now. The Bird Show. Let's get you into a brand new Mercedes for $100. Okay? okay. You're listening for the first time and you're like, shut up. Shut up. No, you can't. Yes, we can. No, you can't. Yeah, we can. Because Bird's Big Adventure is having a raffle with RBM of Alpharetta like we have for years. And a $100 raffle ticket ticket gets you into a brand new Mercedes. Yes, so for $100 you could be driving off with a brand new 2023 Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz GLA 250 SUV. Now, the good news, they're only 100 bucks. The better news, you have a 2500 chance in winning. The not-so-good news, this thing always sells out, so make sure you get your ticket today. October 25th is the absolute last day, but if you wait till that day, it's going to be sold out. So, And if we sell out, I get to shoot Bert in the butt with a confetti cannon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is really all about. <laughs> it's not raising money for Bert's Big Adventure. So uh, if you want to get your hands on a ticket, a couple of ways to do it, thebirdshow.com or birdsbigadventure.org. All right, to catch a cheater, this is a really interesting one here today because it's not necessarily cheating, but she wants some clarity on exactly which woman this dude is is more into, and she wants our help to do it. All right, my best friend and I share a class together, says the email, and we found ourselves in a rather intriguing situation. Our teacher is surprisingly young for a college professor. Safe to say... Both of us have developed a pretty big crush on him, and now we're in a bit of a friendly competition to see who might have a chance with him. Right now, we're both just subtly flirting with him, sort of laying the groundwork for something more once the semester is over. We don't want to make any moves until then, but we're definitely testing the waters to see if he's interested in either of us. Has anybody in here ever been in an open competition with a friend for somebody else? Yeah. You that have. was like my first story that I said on the show. Remember, I went on that double date with my friend and he oh, gave her yeah. the rose instead of me. Oh my God, I cried for hours after that. <laughs> my ego has never recovered. That's right. That is so odd. It's so weird. Uh, she writes, however, there's one major detail we can't quite figure out his relationship status he doesn't really talk about his personal life which he shouldn't because he's your professor right. yep. <laughs> which makes it a bit difficult we've noticed he doesn't wear a wedding ring so we're guessing he might not be married but we can't be certain so this is where you guys come in do you think you can do your war of the roses <laughs> to see if he sends them to a girlfriend wife etc the info would be super helpful Thanks, Amanda. Okay, so this isn't even between the two of them. It's a fishing expedition. And that's all we're doing is fishing yeah. to see if he's in a relationship right. so they can make their moves. <laughs> but even if he sends it to some random woman, we're still not going to know what the relationship of that. The card. If he says it's all going to be in the card and, you know, if he said, but the odds of this working, he could send them to his mom. He could um, send them to his sister. He, can, I mean, there's a slew of people, of women in his life that he could send them right. to. What? It is just... It is highly unethical for a professor to date a student. And if the breakup goes bad, they could ruin his career. 
easily by reporting it. He, he won't work. No university would hire him again. Right. You're a party pooper. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. He's Yo, a Amory, man. Go back to class. No, you know what? To the girls who wrote this, you don't want a professor who would date a student. That is not a good guy. Maybe he's a TA, and they're just using professor to make him seem like you know more appealing and appetizing. He's That's actually okay. I would. Be, I mean, I'm sure it's an abuse of power still, yes. but TAs are grad students, so it makes me feel less icky. This dude has done nothing wrong. Zero. He has. He's not even talking about his personal relationship. This is all on them right now. He's done nothing. Oh yeah, I know. But if yeah. they, he were to date them, I would be like, ew, you can't do that. She's calling them out. <laughs> they're in the wrong for right. trying to pursue this and basically like put this. I mean, everybody makes their own decisions, but you're you're like it's almost an entrapment of sorts. I agree. At, at least they're they're saying that they're trying to wait until I guess the semester is over and they won't be in his class anymore. Right. So I guess mm. technically they won't be his students. But yeah, right. it does feel dirty. Cassie, they're just laying the groundwork. Right. Like laying the groundwork so something else can get laid. <laughs> you need a uh, you need a blueprint for these things for um, unethical behavior. <laughs> So you put your so first it's a case step. study yeah. <laughs> on what not to do. Got it. Here, uh, yeah. here, here's the thing. I think Amanda should make the move without the War of the Roses because right now her friend is chickening out. She's like, I don't want to make a move if he's got a girlfriend. But I think if she can just ball up and make the move while we don't know, then you'll be the first to, you know, maybe catch him. Yeah, I think this one has a high failure factor here. Huge because failure factor. We're, we're sincerely not going to know who he's sending them to unless he specifically... It's it's romantic. There's a romantic texture to it, and then we'll know. But outside of that, we're kind of screwed. It's it's if he chooses a dozen red roses and he puts love in the card, more than likely he's a taken man, and you old ladies just need to back off. But and according can, to Cassie, you should back off anyway because he's your professor. Uh, we can try it, and then you can chew her out tomorrow. Yeah. And maybe focus on like studying. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why you go to college? Yeah, you know, oh, pay okay. attention to the lecture. D- definitely not why I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even in the same zip code. The Burt Show. All right, Abby, everything was going great in their relationship. He did one thing she refuses to put up with, and no, it's not cheating. It's not cheating, and every day I just feel like me and my friends have to consistently lower the bar for the men that we're dating, and right now we're in the pits of hell a little bit. <laughs> so, and this that's not to be like, we hate all men. It's just more to be a little bit self-deprecating towards our horrible experiences. But yeah, my friend has been dating this guy for uh, a little under three months, and let me tell you, she was so, so excited about him. And, and you know, those first 90 days, it's like peak honeymoon period. You Everything about them excites you and you're going out. And I've been talking to her on the phone for like hours about this guy. So I really thought, this is awesome. I could totally see this going somewhere. She's not the kind of girl to just jump into any kind of relationship. So the fact that this was working out, I was really pumped for her. And so they, they've been hanging out for, like I said, a, a little under three months and she's met his family, but he has not met her family yet until um, over the weekend, she had her mom come into town for just a little bit, um, you know, just to to hang out and, you know, go see a football game and um, see some of their other family that lives in their city. And they ended up going out to dinner on Friday night. And this guy works as, um, I don't want to give away his profession because I don't want to like, but he works 12 hour shifts in, he works longer days, but not as many days. So he had the full Friday off, but he had been working 12 hour shifts every day before. So he gets to dinner with the mom and um, she's texting me throughout it. She's like, this guy is just yawning constantly throughout this dinner. He is not trying to hide the fact that he is like exhausted, but you know, I don't, he works in the healthcare field. I don't want to, I want to give him a, a, you know, the benefit of the doubt. So they end up making plans to go out on Saturday with the whole family. So her, the mom, some of their extended family, 
and um, a couple of their mutual friends to go watch a game at a sports bar. Did he, th- throughout the yawning process, did he ever <laughs> apologize? Because normally if you're with people and you're mm-hmm. supposed to be engaged in conversation and you're constantly yawning, you apologize and say something to the effect, my last couple of shifts have just been really mm-hmm. rough. I'm super exhausted. I'm so sorry, but it was important that I meet you. Um, hopefully, you know, this is not my typical demeanor. So I think that's kind of the point here. There was no apology. No addressing he, it? He was talking about how exhausting the shifts has been. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, like this guy is really getting his hands dirty. He was talking about, you know, how he had to bathe one of his patients so that he felt good for the weekend. And I mean, really honorable stuff. So the exhaustion was understandable. So they were trying to, again, like I said, give him the benefit of the doubt so that they could go into Saturday. Maybe it'll be a better day. You know, it's game day. They're going to be eating chips and drinking beers and it's going to be great. So Saturday comes around, whole family's there, uh, friends, um, the, her mom is there and they're hanging out and immediately he gets there and he's like, Hey, by the way, I have to leave at four for a family thing. And they're like, okay, totally understandable. But for the in- entire extent of them, like hanging out and watching the game, he just did not seem interested at all in being there. Like, you know, like making small talk, mm-hmm. wasn't really engaging. There's nothing wrong with drinking, but like was just drinking water, not really trying to be a part of the group. Ew! How dare they not drink alcohol with the family? And uh, did it feel like he was there out of obligation rather than he wanted to be there? Kind of feeling like he was there out of obligation. So he ends up bouncing at four. And again, she's trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's such a great guy and everything has been going so well. And he had had such a long week at work with, you know, his really grueling profession. And it, I think she could have forgiven it had he looked like her mom in the eye and been and said something along the lines of like I'm so sorry I, I really got to go to this family thing but he just kind of bounced afterwards and so the the next day on Sunday she ends up hanging out with him they grab brunch and she ends up ending it there because he went out she has gone out of his way to be with his family on certain occasions and meet them and um be involved in, in their life for the short time that they've been together and he couldn't even piece together a couple of hours to be engaged with them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to be fair, he went. He met them Friday, he met them Saturday, and yeah. had brunch with her on Sunday. That is a lot. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah, but I, she would have rather him hung out with her for an hour and been happy and engaged for that one hour and excited to meet her mom rather than just dragging it out for three days and the, being miserable. And how long have they been seeing each other? Um, about 10-ish weeks. 10-ish weeks. Well, not, no, they capped it at 10 weeks. Yeah. So I... I think he meant to do the right thing. I think he was trying to speak like her love language Mm -hmm. and spending all that time he thought would be the right thing to do, but he just didn't have the energy to say like... I got to choose one or the other here because I'm exhausted. Yeah, sometimes show it like they, you think, oh, by just showing up, I've I've done enough. But if you show up and you're like a shell of yourself and you're not engaging with other people, you're just going to make yourself look very unappealing. Will you please save Kristen <laughs> saying, uh, by just showing up, she's done enough? No. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. So their relationship has come to an end because she felt oh, like wow. she gave. She wow. felt like she was interested in things that. He, she wasn't in, she she wasn't down but he was interested in yeah. and met his family and tried to be engaged and she didn't feel like that energy was reciprocated so did you how did he receive the breakup not well no he was mad he's like i don't really understand he he felt like he was going out of his way and she's like but i've been doing the same thing so mm. i think honestly it's better to just end it now before things get really messy <laughs> six months down the line the first show 
time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. The Pope got blessed this weekend by someone you would have never expected to see him in the same room as. Isn't the Pope the one who normally does the blessing? <laughs> Not this time, Kristen. <laughs> he got blessed by Whoopi Goldberg. Huh? Apparently, I know. Apparently, they are big fans of each other. So apparently, the Pope, lo- <laughs> he's seen Sister Act so many times, dude. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Actually, okay, I'm cool with this. It's a movie about nuns. <laughs> All right. But Whoopi is also a big fan of the Pope as well. She said that Pope Francis really made her reevaluate her relationship with the church, and she has been working mm-hmm. and working and working to try and get to him in person so she was able to thank him properly. Well, I want to meet Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> she wants to meet the Pope. You're just going to manifest it? Yeah, so you're saying if Whoopi can meet the Pope, you can meet Matthew McConaughey. I'm saying, yeah, she has really made me refocus. <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up meeting him and gives him some Sister Act merch. And there's a... <laughs> she did. Uh, amongst all these beautiful Italian relics, it's going to be like chalices and the statue of David and then Sister Act, the board game. <laughs> so she ends up giving him some merch. And there's this really cute moment that was actually captured on like an iPhone video or something. When she's giving him all the stuff, he goes, um, you are very important and he and she goes well not as important as you but he said something really profound that somebody had to translate he basically said you know you make people laugh and smile every day and that's an incredibly important thing to do so it was a really sweet exchange that's awesome turns out he's a pretty decent dude he's a good dude who would have thought (laughs) no idea Um, God knew (laughs) that's why he anointed him or whatever that happens with that or whatever (laughs) (laughs) little anointing or whatever they got going on over there Said like the doves down or something. Okay, Black China recently asked the court to expand her custody agreement. So she's claiming that she only sees her child that she shares with Tyga for about 24 hours and she really wants uh, more time with him. And Tyga's not having this at all. He's like, mm, we can talk about maybe weekends, but right now, like, let's just keep it as it is. But she is really trying to clean up her act. Uh, she's talked about how she has quit OnlyFans because she says it's not the kind of example that she wants to set for her kids mm-hmm. and is really ready to to have her kids maybe not full time but at least equal custody with Tyga. Yeah, I don't think she doesn't go by Black China anymore. She goes by Angela White now. Yeah. Like she's completely like that's that's in her past now. Not only is her life different but she also looks very different. It was just this year where I think she dissolved all of her fillers and just looks like a completely different person. I was watching an interview with her on ET and she just seems like she's in a much healthier, better place. So, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I hope it works out in her favor if she's really cleaned up her life. I'm assuming that it's been difficult for her because of that video of that same child being in the stroller when yes. she was fighting at the amusement park. That's right. Which is probably why they don't want to let that go. Yeah. Oh, wait, what happened? Yeah. She got into a fight, a brawl at an amusement park, and she actually had like her children with her while she was fighting, and it went viral, so it wasn't a good look as a mom. She picked uh-huh. up a stroller and threw it at somebody. Yes. <sighs> I don't think the kid was in it at the time that she threw <laughs> the stroller, but yeah. just for context. <laughs> that is important context. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. I'm glad the kid was is okay. Okay, this is really cute. You know, if I was going to be a teacher, I would want to make it as fun as possible. I would probably have some Taylor Swift quirks, uh, uh, you know, sprinkled throughout the classroom. But there is another teacher in Kansas City. His name is Jeremiah Kim, who is incorporating a little Beyonce into his classroom to get his kids' attention. Tip, tip, tip. Ten, ten, ten. Give me. 
Okay, here's what I need from you. I sneezed on the beat. And the beat got <laughs> Let me hear you say, hey, Mr. Kim. Hey, Mr. Kim. Say, hey, Mr. Kim. Hey, Mr. Kim. <laughs> nice. Look around, everybody on mute. Okay, oh. nice job. <laughs> that's how he gets his shut up. That's brilliant. <laughs> when you need a little break. When Jeez. Beyonce could do that with 75,000 fans, hopefully you could do that with a class of 17. <laughs> so it's a really cute way to incorporate pop culture and, and you know, be, be one with the kids, but also, you know, getting their work done and, and keeping them quiet. So good on you, Mr. Kim. Mm-hmm. The Bird Show got to talk to national treasure Dolly Parton. We'll play you some of the interview on your next eBuzz on The Bird Show. The Bird Show. Is it a big old red flag? I mean, starting to date this woman and she has zero zero girl friends right do i have that right yeah mm-hmm. no girlfriends does that say anything to you guys it does say something to me yeah but i would like i'd like to read the email and then elaborate well it's good because we've got it right here in front of you perfect and you know what it says Kristen reed so i think i'm gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> all right so the email starts hey bert show my brother is dating a girl that has the most massive red flag Please confirm or deny if you think women who have zero friends of the same sex is a red flag. This chick has no girlfriends. None. And it's almost like she's proud of the fact. My brother and, in quotations, Meredith, changing names to protect the innocent or not so innocent, started dating a few months back. He and I are super close, so it was important that I meet her. For him and for me. The three of us went, met at an indoor golf simulation place. The beginning was cool. She seemed nice and easy to talk to. My best friend ended up joining us a few hours into the hangout. I asked her about her friends, to which she admitted she didn't have any girlfriends. And I said, any? I tried to figure out why she has zero girlfriends. I thought maybe she was bullied by a bunch of mean girls in high school or something to that effect. Nope. She said girls were always jealous of her and created a ton of drama. So over the years, she realized she preferred guys as friends. My friend and I let them, uh, my friend and I left them to go out with some other friends. We were both in agreement that having no female friends is a huge red flag. For us, it screams a lack of emotional depth. And I'm of the mindset, if you go around calling every girlfriend you've had drama, maybe you're the one with the drama. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. Of course, my brother hit me up afterwards to get my opinion of her. I was honest. I told him it's super concerning she has no girlfriends. He shrugged it off and asked if I give her another chance and that maybe she and I could become friends. Is this whole thing doomed? Is she waving a massive red flag or am I overreacting? Thanks. Hashtag team girlfriends. Uh, I don't I don't know. I'm going I'm to have to default to the women on the show on this one. My question is, if she has no girlfriends, is her entire friend group just a bunch of dudes? Or does this girl just have no close friends at all? Because I think there's a difference. Because A, if I'm a guy and my girl's just hanging out with dudes all the time, I'm going to feel some type of way about that. But B, if you just have no friends, period, what's going on there? I would like women that only have guy friends to... Tell us why. one 855 Because we've heard that there are some women that just don't like to hang out with uh, other women because they don't trust them. It gets petty sometimes. It gets competitive. And they find other women too dramatic is what I've heard. So I was one of those girls in high school. I had a, I had a friend that was a girl in high school who was really close. But it wasn't because I thought they were petty or dramatic. It's I just had real problems bonding emotionally with women. I don't know why. Like every friend that was a girl, like... 
there was some, we hit some wall and I just like, I, do, I cannot explain it with, but with my guy friends, mm-hmm. it was always superficial. Like we could just keep stuff surface level friendship. And I guess I never had to go super deep or emotional. We could once in a while, but we just wasn't a thing. And it wasn't until I became an adult and graduated college and moved on and even started at the bird show that I really started fostering mm-hmm. female friendships. And it's not because I didn't like women and it's not because I didn't want to be friends with them. I was just so socially like stunted or incapable or awkward. I would get in my own way and mm-hmm. I just found being friends with guys was easier. And I'm not saying that's right or the right path to take. And the fact that this woman sounds proud, like I wasn't proud that I didn't have close female friendships. My best friends growing up when I was a child were female. And like I said, I had one in high school, but it really took me being around women who were similar to me once I got to college to click and be like, oh, I just didn't find my people who I jived with and vibed with. And so I don't think it's a red flag. It's a red flag if she's proud of it. Yes, I remember you. Um, you I think you were so hard on yourself because you didn't think you'd be a good girlfriend yeah. to other girls. And I, I think that lended you to like stopping yourself from forging like really strong female friendships. I mean, from personally, my girlfriends are so in, like are so valuable and I know the benefit that they bring to my life and hopefully I bring to them. And there is, when when it comes to women, we do see each other and appreciate each other on a different level. And I know we joke about this on the show. Guys have a, a certain type of relationship and women do. And I, I feel like that's just, that's so in, important. And it does. I don't know if it screams a lack of emotional depth, but, you know, sometimes friendships are hard and that's okay. And then you, you work through it and you're there for each other. But I seriously, I don't know where I would be without my my girlfriends. Here is uh, Amanda. Good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning. How are y'all? Excellent. Thank you for calling. Yes. Yeah, so I used to only have guy friends, and even now I don't have very many close girlfriends. Um, it wasn't until I met my husband, and he was in the military. We moved away. That it was like he met me only having guy friends. But I knew that when he would be deployed and things that I needed to, you know, I didn't want that look, that aesthetic. So I started forcing myself to hang out with girls. But I only had brothers, and I had always just been more comfortable around guys. So I don't think it's a red flag. I think she's being a judgy sister. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Here is Megan. Megan, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Yes, um, I also grew up mainly having guy friends. Um, I had two girlfriends, I think, my whole high school career. Um, things just always were, like she said, just kind of got dramatic. Um, at times they would have jealous problems. And, you know, the guy friends, you know, if you had issues, you woke up the next day, you either hashed it out or you just got over it. There was no issues back and forth. Um it was so much easier to be friends with guys and having a lot of commonalities and, you know, going out and, you know, I would have girlfriends from time to time, but for the most part, my guy friends were the main ones that I hung around Mm -hmm. pretty much until I got married. (laughs) I think for me, it's just such a hard pill to swallow, like listening to women getting, um, just being tossed off as dramatic and that's why you can't have a girlfriend and it's Mm. just, you know, you want to be a feminist, you want to support other women and to cast aside having women as friends because they're too dramatic. I just, that just, it just hits wrong for me. Well, I think it's hard because... 
When women call each other dramatic, I think there's some truth to it. I think women can be dramatic, and I do think it does make being friends with women harder, but I don't think it means that you should write them off completely because I understand I can be a load of drama sometimes, but like so can my friends. And I think to be able to continue female friendship, we got to accept that about each other and continue to move forward because it's so valuable to have good girlfriends on your side. It's the Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. I don't even know how to introduce this, Kristen, because I can't remember how we got here. All right. I can tell us how we got here. Okay. Um, so, Mommy Chula, yes. who you know from Q99.7, is here with us today. Thanks. A little early for you. You're typically not here this early. It is early. It is early. These hours suck, don't they? They do. <laughs> you guys do this every day. They have got to move this morning show to the afternoon. <laughs> they want to keep us around. So, Mommy Chula was here in studio with me, and um, it was in the afternoon. I was uh, the last one left here in the studio, and we had like this huge window that you can see into our studio, right? And she was telling me <laughs> about something she had recently done. Uh-huh. And the only thing I'll say so she can disclose what she did is I'm sitting here <laughs> grabbing her butt as Tommy is walking by and he's seeing me basically essentially fill up Mommy Chula yeah. here in the studio. So he's not listening to the conversation. He's no. just watching this go down and you got your hands full on her ass. Full on her ass, yeah. So Tommy's walking past the studio and I see him and he just does one of these. Like, he does a double take. He's like, <laughs> and he comes into the studio and he's like, you know, I can't just walk by and not ask you what you're doing and why you are grabbing her butt. It's Cumulus's grab an employee's no. ass day. Is what it was. Yes. By the way, there was mad consent from both parties. Exactly. <laughs> no problem. Chula, tell everybody what you did and why I was touching your booty. Okay, so I decided to go get a BBL. <gasps> I got a skinny BBL because I didn't have enough fat on my body. And I was kind of sad about that. But. Okay, wait, wait. Let's go back even further than yeah. that. So is this something that you were super insecure about for a while? Or what made you even decide, like, okay, I'm going to go for this high butt surgery? Okay. <laughs> um, no, I never really loved the way I looked from the back. My shape just wasn't cute. And, like, here's a before, you know, before so picture. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was all right. But if I lost weight, my butt, I would look like SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> it was not cute. So I was like, all right, well, I want to be, I don't want to be skinny. You know what I mean? And and lift weights is just a little too long for me. I want the results now. <laughs> it does take a, it's a hassle. Yeah. It really it's is. Like, all the sweating. and One yeah. of my girls, <laughs> she has an amazing ass. And I said, how long did it take you in the gym to get that? She's like, two years. I, I don't have two years. I need this now. <laughs> okay. But you do have two hours. I do have two hours. It's. <laughs> It's definitely a process. Okay. And you went you went somewhere special to do this, right? I went to Houston. Okay. I was looking at people here, but my cousin ended up getting a BBL, and she went to this lady in Houston, and her butt looked great. And I was like, okay. Well, I might be asking a whole bunch of stupid questions because no, I'm a no, guy, okay. and I don't know anything about this surgery. Uh-huh. So do they put things in there? Do they take it from other areas and raise it on up? What do they do? This is what I found fascinating yeah. as well, how the, the process. So what they do is they suck the fat. From usually your ab- abnormal or abnormal. Admirable. This is too early, guys. But they took the um, bra fat and some arm fat yeah. and like the lower back and then they put it in your butt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if they do that, then. If you lose weight, then do you lose your butt? Yes, you can. Okay. So that's the reason why they say don't, like, lose a lot of weight after or don't mm-hmm. gain a whole bunch of weight to lose weight later. They, you know, you need to be pretty stable. Okay. Yeah. 
So they they remove it from. Is it is it painful? It's so painful. Is it okay? Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I can't breathe. Oh my god, it was scary at the first time, and then after that, it just sucks because you can't sit on your butt. I think. Let me think about that. You can't sit down. You cannot sit down. If you sit down, you're gonna kill the fat that's back there oh. because of the pressure. So how long? Like, so you're sleeping on your stomach, mm-hmm, which sucks, and you have this special butt pillow. I do, and I brought this. This thing. What is, oh, what is, it is, okay, so you <gasps> can't up. sit on the toilet either. Oh, my God. So. This is not, this, they don't tell you this in the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ne- have not used this, What guys. the hell is that thing? <laughs> is that a shiwi? Yeah. Oh. A shiwi. Oh, my God. Oh, a shiwi. So, yeah, you, you know, the girls can't sit down, so they use this, I don't know what you call it, but it's a funnel. Yeah. And you just put it up to your. Hoo-ha. Your hot pocket. And you pee. And this is very, it could be very messy because sometimes you don't get it on your. No doubt. Yeah. All right. So I want to be real about this. So you said it was really, really painful. So you better really want to do a surgery like this. Absolutely. You got to want to do this surgery. And And I don't regret it by any means. uh, And is it a one day thing? You have to go back a whole bunch of different times? How does that work? So because I went out of town, I had to be there for. Okay. Give me the shiwi. Um, (laughs) Shiwi. There you go. Throwing the shiwi. (laughs) So um, you definitely have to go back for, you know, follow up visits. Um, I was there for seven days and it's super important that you go back for these visits and you also have to get these massages to get drain all your fluids out too. Dang. So what is the flight like? Because I know a lot of women oh, go I, out of the, oh, yeah, like I you got to get on a plane that. to come back. I didn't do the flight. I drove. Uh, because well, even that. Gotta be on yeah. your butt. No, because the flights were acting shady. They were like, sometimes we're going, sometimes we're not. So I didn't <laughs> want to get caught up in that. So my aunt came, we drove 13 hours to Houston. <sighs> And then in the back, I have like a little SUV. So I just put a little inflatable back mm-hmm. there and I laid down on my stomach the whole time. Back. Damn. Wow. Yeah. You don't realize it takes all that work. You just know the results, but uh-huh. all that goes into it. Yeah. And like, absolutely. yeah, the celebrities who get BBLs aren't talking about this. Well, one, they don't disclose that they get BBLs. Yeah. Mine looks very natural. I don't think that I would have really had to disclose, but since you guys were like, hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> you. That's why. Well, and then we shared the story with Bert. When we it, that was the thing, we were just sharing the story of me groping you, and Bert's like, "Oh, I got questions. I have yeah, so many questions." To me. It really is. And what's the cost on it? Um, so I was looking here, and a guy that I was looking at was fourteen to nineteen thousand. What? Yes, it's a ma- it's a surgery. That was, yeah. that Seven thousand too- dollars per cheek. <laughs> Can you only get one done? I did not. I, mean, <laughs> you, I would not, allow, I would not suggest that. <laughs> I would not suggest doing that, Bert. Get, Please don't do that. Getting the other cheek in six months. But I did not pay that. Okay. I did not pay that. Um, I only paid 6000 so that was what scared me. My cousin went and got this. So I went to Houston to make sure it wasn't like in the back alley or something. Cause I was like 6,000 to 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the lady, she did great. She was like, uh, I went to Mia anesthetics. I don't, you know, nice and, um, they were great for me. So and you I love it yourself. I do. I'm starting to love it. So there's this thing three months in It's called the fluffing fairy. It's like a muffin and it yeah. bakes. Right. And then all of a sudden it gets fluffy and moist and all that. Well, OK, that was a bad thing. <laughs> 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 I don't know. 
not that's the word. That's not the word. Okay. That's not the word. That's not the word. My bad. My bad. When I was feeling it, it's firm right now. It is firm. It's firm right now because hello, you just had like surgery, mm-hmm. but then it's it's gonna soften up. Yeah, it's gonna soften up and it's gonna get a little bit bigger because it's gonna fluff. So how much have you spent? I know we don't have a whole bunch of time. How much have you spent in new clothes? I haven't yet. Okay. But it is hard because you can't wear tight clothes right now, and so. I'm, it's been hard. I've never worn this many, worn this many mm. dresses in a long time. So I can't wait to go and wear the tight clothes again. But at this point, you're happy you're di- you did it. I am. Okay. I am because, like I said, I look like SpongeBob Squarepants. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucked. When so, can you sit again? Um, I could technically sit now for like 20 minutes, but I don't want to because mm-hmm. I'm scared. Yeah. Like I said, a skinny BBL is you're just not going to get that much fat. And they also rounded out my hips. So mm. now I have like an hourglass figure. Damn, look at Ooh. you now. All right. Yeah. Uh, you got anything coming up where you can sign like a uh, she-wees for people? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you'll be at Tongue and Groove this Friday, right? I will be at Tongue and Groove this Friday. Are you guys going to come? Uh, No, I'm not going to. Morning be. people going out on a Friday night? Have you oh, lost yeah. your mind? Yeah, that's Listen, that's... I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to drink less. I've had a rough couple of weeks. I'm just trying to drink less. <laughs> Do you want to touch it? Uh, uh, you heard her say, like, it's okay, right? I'm just making sure, like, he didn't for HR, that one, did he? this is okay. Go, go to break. We'll discuss that all day. Okay. <laughs> Get it? The Bird Show.